0: What's up everyone? Welcome back. And we are uh we are back into doing the podcast. Yeah, we kind of took a couple months off. Um we just kind of just got bogged down with school and that's just kind of simply that. So, we're back doing it. Um I know we missed a whole bunch of, you know, crazy news with the OBJ trade and the Antonio Brown trade and um Russell Wilson re- just as recently. Um really Kind of not wanting to play for the Seahawks, but as we learned last night, or actually maybe earlier this morning, um, he got a new deal, and Wyatt kind of has the details on that.
1: All right, so the new deal happened around like 4 a.m. or something last okay. night, and uh, uh, it was a four-year, $140 million contract, 107 guaranteed, wow. and a $65 million signing bonus. Wow. He's the highest-played NFL player in the league. Wow. So All right, and okay. history technically, since everybody wants to break the bank now.
0: But yeah. Yeah, geez. Um, I'll say this. Look, when you pay for a quarterback like that, it handicaps your team severely. Personally, as a Colts fan, I saw when they did Andrew Luck, when they paid him $130
1: mm-hmm.
0: million, whatever dollars it was. Uh, not nearly the guarantee, but still, just the amount of money that it was, and you saw what happened to the Colts—no offensive line, uh, no defense. Luck got hurt, and we've seen what kind of happened with that. We've seen when they, you know know—we've seen what uh, the Falcons are doing right now. I mean, they paid a crap ton of money to Matt Ryan, and after the uh, after the MVP season and everything, and what have they been doing since? Yeah, not much. Uh, we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers because I know Aaron Rodgers. To me, I still think he's the most talented quarterback. And so I still think, even though that contract is going to handicap that team severely, and they've not been able to get a crazy amount of people, they're still able to pick up a lot of good people. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Seahawks can do moving forward because this contract is going to be a, its going to be hard to kind of wiggle around that 107 million guaranteed. Uh, that's uh, that's insane to me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's crazy. But I'll say, but I think he deserves it. Russell Wilson has been running for his life for the past however many years now. That offensive line has been atrocious. The running game outside of last year has been atrocious. The defense has really not been as good for the past number of years. He's really carried that team by himself, and I put him up there as like either two or three. Um, and Sometimes he plays like he's the best quarterback in the league on some nights. He's a special player. I think he's still going to win uh, more than just one Super Bowl. Uh, I think he's so underrated, people don't give him enough credit. It's either, oh well, Pete Carroll's a good coach, or the defense is playing good today, or man, that running game is just doing well. We don't ever give enough credit to what Russell Wilson can truly do. Mm-hmm. Um, just the magic that he brings, the capability that he has, um, and just and just the type of quarterback he is. He's not just a, an escape artist type of player. He can sit in the pocket and pick you apart. I, uh, I love Russell Wilson, so I'm happy for him. Um, I'm Kind of, I don't know, it would have been interesting to see him go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But in the same sense, I understand. he. I think he kind of wanted to be a Seahawk as long as possible. I think he loves that city. And so it just kind of makes sense for them to get the deal done.
1: Yeah, no, and it. honestly, uh, it's very hard to get rid of a franchise quarterback Yeah. in his prime. <laughs> it's it's extremely hard to do. Uh, yeah. you, you just have to give up a lot of it. Like, what people are saying, they give up for Josh Rojo, maybe just one first-round pick. You had to give up like four or five first round picks for Russell Wilson, like that's that's the that's the difference between a one year rookie that has some potential and a franchise player
0: that'll probably be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, one of the best in the league.
1: <laughs> so uh, you'll it it's it's hard to do that. I, I don't know if he wanted to actually leave. There's no report saying he did, except that people just felt like he did, mm. rather than him saying to himself, "I he probably just." could have just been like a little bit distant maybe and stuff uh, maybe because he did want a new contract mm. that could have been one of the reasons uh, it, I just it could it, it could have just been like him wanting a new contract rather than him just being oh I I want to be traded and stuff that could have yeah. been just it uh, yeah but this could severely handicap them going down the road especially with how big that contract is because we've seen in the past Packers Colts you can't really get something done when your quarterback's getting paid that
0: much. It's hard. It's very hard.
1: Tom Brady never really gets paid that much. Yeah. That's what they win Super Bowls.
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady's consistently one of the mid-tier, you know, paid quarterbacks. He's never mm-hmm. never been the highest, and obviously now he never will be. So, you kind of give him what you take, because, I mean, like like you just said, Wyatt, like, mm-hmm. what the Patriots do with the formula that they have... Um, it's special, and not every not and obviously nobody is honestly like Tom Brady to where they're gonna be like, yeah, you know what, just give me less money, because at the same time his wife is a is one of the most famous people in the world, one of the one of the richest supermodels in the world, so he's kind of he's kind of good in the bank as well. Like if he doesn't make a hundred and forty million dollars, he makes fifty million, that's still a crap ton of money. Yeah, um, that's the way he looks at it anyways, and plus his wife is pulling in so much money too. So he kind of has that situation, but at the same time, just a lot of guys I just don't think are willing to, a lot of guys are not really willing to sacrifice that money, um, mm-hmm. which I understand. Like like, like I said, Russell Wilson was running for his life, taking a lot of beating, um, taking a lot of abuse back in the backfield, and I understand why Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, hey, I'm getting my my, uh, my butt beat back here. I'm getting destroyed back here. So he took all the money he could because who knows how long he... He almost never played again. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it was a smart move. Um, so it's just kind of... You kind of have to weigh the pros and cons. And like you said, why? I mean, you, it's it's almost near impossible to get rid of a franchise quarterback in his prime because if you have that piece, if you can just piece certain things together, especially with how special Russell Wilson is, you can pull off another Super Bowl victory or two. Yeah. It's it's not like you have um I don't know, for instance it's not like you have Kirk Cousins back there. Yeah. Where you paid him eighty four million guaranteed, you're like like yeah, Kirk Cousins is good. But he's not Russell Wilson, he's not even close. Yeah. He's not even like in the same stratosphere. Like you, Russell so, Russell
1: Wilson makes players.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: yeah. Kurt Cousins has to have players. Yes. That's the difference. Yep. That's the huge difference. Both of them can win Super Bowl. We have seen it before. Uh, we have seen Trent Dilfer. He has players. Wins a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Great defense. We uh. Brad Johnson with the Bucks. Yeah, you can have you can have a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. A really terrible quarterback like Trent Dilfer. I'm sorry, he just he wasn't a good quarterback. Well, he was all right. He's he, all right. He was good enough that year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you can still go win a Super Bowl. It's just hard to do it when you're paying these quarterbacks so much money. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, the thing about the Colts' situation is mm. they paid Andrew Luck a while ago. Yeah. And it's beneficial to know because the salary cap keeps to raising every year.
0: Mm-hmm. So Andrew Luck's contract really now is not that bad.
1: Yeah, it's not that bad. But now. it was back then, yeah.
0: Give it another however – I mean, I think his contract maybe runs out in two years or something. Yeah. We'll see what happens when, you know, if Andrew Luck plays like he did last year in the next two years. Yeah. We'll see how the Colts approach that because Russell Wilson set a standard, and you know, guys like Andrew Luck, um, guys, I mean, who knows, I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks' names, it's escaping my mind right now, um, honestly, I can't even think of any. Yeah. But, I mean, because there's only so many, there's only so few elite quarterbacks in the league right now, and some of the young guys are just on rookie contracts, but like Andrew Luck's contract will be coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, Russell Wilson set a precedence. $140 million, $107 million guaranteed. Unless Andrew Luck just says, like, no, I want to take less. If Andrew Luck's really going to push to get a huge contract, he's going to get more than that. Yeah. So it's just kind of like you kind of yeah, have
1: it, to... You, you, everybody raises the bar for somebody else.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, so we'll get on to some free agency. We're a little bit late on it, but yeah, we're, we're just going to give our thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, some, of just...
0: some of it won't be too long... Some of it'll just be kind of like a quick, like if it's not like a huge transaction. Yeah. Um, so. And
1: I and we might go a little bit by. We might see some couple of people. We might go by the team too, just like kind of go overview on how like they did in free agency a little mm-hmm. bit. So first one is, Jason Witten, getting uh returning back, to the Cowboys uh leaving the booth. Thank God. Mm. Uh. And also Demarcus Lawrence. Getting tagged and then signing a five-year, hundred five million dollar, uh, extension and sixty-five million that guaranteed, and then Dallas also picked up,
0: uh, Randall Cobb and George Ioka. Good signs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys had a pretty solid off season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, obviously DeMarcus Lawrence coming back is huge. Yeah. I, I mean, we both think pretty highly of him. I don't think he's necessarily. He's not the guy that's going to be flashy and yeah. get you 18 sacks or whatever. Like, oh my God, that looks amazing. But he got like, yeah, he'll
1: set the tone for you.
0: He got 10.5, 11 sacks or whatever it was. Maybe 11.5 last year. Yeah,
1: he'll set the tone for you.
0: Yes. I mean, he's constantly getting pressure. He's constantly getting in the backfield. And he's a great run stopper as well. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a versatile defensive end. So I thought that was a huge sign. Um, George Ioka re- well, was released last year mid-season by the Bengals. Yeah, thanks, Kind of so. weird.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't play.
0: He's he, a solid player. He's uh, good.
1: Yeah, he's going to fill in that safety need for him. mm mm-hmm. uh, And then you get Jason Wynn. Wendt. Jason Wynn's always reliable. We'll see how he comes back. Yeah. a year off. I think it might help. Help. It, yeah, help. It could help. It could hurt him. Randall Cloud replaces Terrence Williams in that spot. Uh, Terrence Williams is not that good. He just kind of he's does a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was High hopes, more, but he kind of just didn't pan out. Uh, Randall Cobb, if he stays healthy, he's a very good slot receiver. Yeah. Uh, they got some weapons on that team. Dallas could be a scary team here. The question is, now, Dak? No, Jason Garrett.
0: Well, that's that's a big one. The two. question
1: is, Jason Garrett, how it's does he handle two. everything? Dak, I think if you get the right coach and everything, Dak can be a good quarterback. The question is. Like Jason Garrett, is he going to stumble again? Is he going to buffer? Is he going to not get not get uh, these right play calls in and help Dak Prescott improve and help that that grow a little bit?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: he kind of he's kind of he kind of stunted his growth the uh, second year a little bit. Like he didn't really improve him at all. Yeah. Uh, he improved a lot last year, uh, basically doing part to Amari Cooper just. Going on, yeah, playing like a first round pick. Uh we'll see how it goes. Uh, the main question part with that is: Is Jason Garrett? How does he handle all this stuff? But they got some really good signings.
0: Yeah, they did. They um, they they,
1: they got some really good signings. They'll be a
0: they'll be a pretty solid team this year, and mm-hmm. and we'll kind of go into our once the draft is over, we'll kind of we'll lay out kind of how we think these teams will end up and their ranking or their rec the rankings, how their records will end up at the end of the season. I don't know what I'm thinking college football or something like that. Um, all right. What's next? All right. So the next thing is uh,
1: the Giants trading uh, Olivier Vernon and OBJ to the Browns.
0: Yeah, and I think I think for the Browns, I think Olivier Vernon, first off, is actually a pretty solid sign. I know he's been very inconsistent. I know he's been uh, very injury prone, uh, pretty much his whole career. But when he's on the field and when he when he's consistent, when he's out there enough. He's a very, very good player, and he's a very um, disruptive player, in my opinion. He's fast, he's explosive, and if he can just give a little bit to this Browns team, who's already have, who already has Miles Garrett, who already has Denzel Ward on that defense, it'll be a huge help. Uh, I I think what uh, Larry um, what what the heck's his name?
1: Larry Joby.
0: Yeah, I I, yeah. I always forget how to say it. Uh, I don't... Is he still in the Browns? Because I know he's talked about... uh,
1: Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure he is,
0: yeah. Okay, I think because I remember I've heard some things of him talking about maybe he wants to leave or it's a contract contract situation or something like that. I don't know if I'd have to look more into that. But as long as he stays, I mean, he's a very good defensive uh, interior D lineman as well. So, I think Olivier Vernon was a a nice sneaky trade. Um, And obviously the big one, Odell. It's just crazy uh, yeah
1: uh, the biggest one was Kevin like the biggest part of the trade was Kevin's, uh Z- Zeidler going to the Giants it helps the Giants out a little bit
0: he's a, he's a good guard he, he's a
1: good guard they get Olivier Vernon who's shown flashes not with the Giants mm. but with the Dolphins mm. before before he got paid he's mm. shown those flashes of being an elite pass rusher I don't think he's very elite he's good mm. uh, we'll see how we'll, we'll see how he does the yeah. OBJ trade though
0: it's a big trade.
1: It's a huge trade. It is uh, extremely helpful for Baker and stuff. I think uh, the explosive, question. Explosive, man. you were talking about this, I think, last week, how are the Eagles going to fit in? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, my, well, I think everybody can agree on the thing that kills dynasties when dynasties get going. Uh, mm-hmm. We might be seeing it with Golden State here. I know mean, it's a little bit on the basketball side, but we might be seeing it Golden State. Eagles and injuries. Mm-hmm. They kill dynasties
0: and contracts and they kill potential the ego too and they so. kill
1: p- potential dynasties as well mm-hmm. can they can eagles kill potential dynasties here mm-hmm. that's the thing I don't there's a lot of big eagles on this team mm-hmm. There's a yeah. he, lot of big eagles on this team. That's
0: my only concern is I, OG OG will whatever Larry, OBj no I'm like, talking uh, about OBj uh. <laughs> Odell is. One of the best receivers that I've ever seen play. Yeah. I mean, like, he is that talented. Uh, I think maybe if it talent-wise, right now, he could you could consider him the best receiver in the league talent-wise. Now, if you you ask about everything that he brings to the table, yeah. that's a whole other question. But talent-wise, just like I say Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't say Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. But talent-wise right now, he's maybe the best quarterback I've ever seen with what he can do with the football. Yeah. So what, what Odell does and what he brings to a football team – it's just, I mean, it's just one of the most talented people at his position to ever live. You've, and you, um, you add him to an already existing Jarvis Landry who fit well with Baker Mayfoot, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, who was their other guy? Was it Higgins? Is that his name? Well, wide
1: receiver? Yeah. The, the tall and lanky guy? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's him. Okay, okay. Higgins, yeah. he played, think, Baker was, yeah. had good chemistry with him last year obviously Nick Chubb was a monster last year when they actually allowed him to be the focal point in the backfield. They bring in Kareem Hunt who they'll get after 8 games which will be a huge help. Mm-hmm. That offense is going to be scary. Uh their offensive line, yeah, it's going to be a little it's not going to be as good as we've kind of come to know it to be because of obviously Joe Thomas isn't, you know, was not there last year. He's done, he's retired. Kevin Zeitler him being traded, I, he's a good. He's one of the better guards in the league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you have to, you have to look at where the league is going, and the league is going offense. The league is going points, and when you can get explosive players like OBJ, like a Kareem Hunt, when you get him back after an eight-game suspension, mm-hmm. that offense is going to be scary. Just my only question is, and it it is the a big part of the egos, Freddie Kitchens. I think he did a very good job last year. Not great, not special. He just he did a very good job. Yeah. He he was a good offensive coordinator, and I would have liked to seen him have another season as an OC.
1: I want see like Greg Rick Williams as a head coach because I feel like he fit that team. Yeah, just that. Yeah. That,
0: that fireness. That, I,
1: um, I just I don't understand them letting him go, and everything. Uh, I think I think he did a phenomenal job.
0: Towards the, the end of the season, uh, yeah,
1: with what he was giving, uh, or given. So I. Yeah, like he's used a free kitchen. That's the big issue here.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, I'm not going to say he's not a good coach. I yeah. thought he did well. But he was only an offensive coordinator once in his – like he only moved up to an offensive coordinator just last year yeah. for the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. And then you give him a head coaching job. I, to me, that's the whole thing of like this kind of spells like uh, like doom for the, for the Browns because as much talent as you have, if that coaching is not good yeah. or if he can't control egos and keep people in check – it's gonna be hard, cause Sean McVay, as young as he is, he's special. Mm-hmm. I know everyone tries to find the next Sean McVay, but Sean McVay's special. He can control egos. People relate to him. Guys love him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with Freddie Kitchens, cause
1: yeah.
0: is he can he control it or is he gonna is he gonna be very standoffish and yeah. gonna be like oh I'm I'm not gonna mess with that because that that type of stuff destroys teams. And like you said, yeah. the Browns with the talent they have, mm-hmm. they could be a dynasty. Yeah. Like I mean, they're young. Quarterback on a rookie deal. Baker Mayfield proved last year like he's for real. But if OBJ comes in, if him and Jarvis clash, I know they've been friends since they were young, but you get on the same team in the pros, making money, trying to get incentives, trying to get stats, mm-hmm. trying to get Pro Bowls, all pros. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens.
1: So we'll, we'll stay with Cleveland a little bit. I want, I want, I want your thoughts on. The Shelton Richardson signing here. Okay, I want your thoughts on it, and I want your yeah, just your thoughts on that, basically. Yeah, I think
0: it's good. I think he's he was a pro bowler back in twenty fifteen when him and Muhammad Wilkerson uh, was, was that when the Jets, that's when the Jets went 10-6. Yeah. Uh, so those guys, I mean, they had a phenomenal years. I mean, everybody on that team played great. We've seen Muhammad Wilkerson since then, pretty much completely fall off. But we've mm. seen Shelton Richardson be effective. We saw him when he went to the Seahawks, played well. We saw him when he went last year to the uh, Vikings, I thought he played well. I think this year, I think you get him in that type of defense. I think you get him with the guys like an Olivier Vernon on the outside, and obviously, in my opinion, one of the better defensive players in the league, of Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. especially one of the better pass rushers for sure. Yeah. Um, you get him with uh, Oban Joby, did I say it right? Yeah, and I said it right. Um, you get him with you. You kind of combine those guys in the interior. I think it's. I think it's a very nice combination. I'm not gonna say Sheldon Richardson's a great signing, but I think what they signed up for a one year prove it deal. That's yeah. kind of what he's getting at this point in his career, just because you kind of just seen he's not a great locker room guy mm-hmm. in a sense. But you get him. He can play. He's disruptive, and I. I still think he has a lot to offer. I think that's it. I, I think, think it's a he's very, very good, good run sign.
1: stopping like D tackle yeah I think it's Fish, a very like three time.
0: technique
1: yeah yeah I think he's a it's a good signing for him mm-hmm. but it's another ego on the team yeah it is I don't but think he's
0: a huge ego but it's still an any ego any ego is an ego yeah
1: when sure. you start adding yeah, I mean just egos out of the place it mm-hmm. just it starts adding up because yeah. the new faces in there and it's gonna clash with the old culture mm-hmm. that's how that's how dysfunction starts and everything the like you said it it hinges on uh Freddie Kitchens can he control the team mhm can he control it? And it hinges on probably Baker as well. Can he control his players? Because he's the captain of the team. He's the quarterback. Yeah. He needs to be able to control his players. And Frey just needs to be able to control his team. So, yeah. we'll see, we'll see sure. how it goes. So, the next bit okay. of news is uh, your debut on Clowney being tagged. He still hasn't been signed to so like a huge deal, like an mm-hmm. extension. And he's, get... he's
0: pretty much going to sit out, too. Okay. Yeah. So, and I don't blame him. I think Mm -hmm. Jadavion Clowney, although I think when he he got hurt those first couple years, I think it really has limited him as a pass rusher. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever be the same guy we saw him come out of college as, like the the explosiveness Mm -hmm. that we saw. But he's still one of the best run-stopping defensive ends in the league. And he can still get to the quarterback when he needs to. So I I, I do see them signing him back to a big deal unless somebody offers a very nice trade for him. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Davion Clowney's I mean he's been a pro boy over the past what three years? Yeah. Um he's been he's he's been an all pro. I think he's been an all pro as well. Um, maybe at least once. So I mean the dude's been the dude's been really picking up his game the past few years. Uh and even with JJ Watt out, you know, the last two years before this one, yeah. he was still playing phenomenally. It's not like he needed a guy on the other side. Uh you, then you combine him and JJ Watt. I thought they played great off each other. I thought they complement each other well because I think they're both different players. Mm-hmm. And I just think it would be smart for the Texans to sign him back because you've got the you've got the rookie quarterback or the rookie contract um for Deshaun Watson. I should say we've seen how special he can be and I think with just how their secondary always tends to be, I think if you can just load that front seven, you can get as much pass rush and you can get as much um uh disruptiveness from guys up front as you can, it's going to help that secondary out because right now if you get rid of a Jadeveon Clowney, it's going to hurt that defense a lot. Yeah, I think it will.
1: All right, and we're going to stay with the Texans. We're going to uh, get your thoughts on these signs here. Uh, uh, Roby Coleman got signed, Uh, Bradley Roby, and Deshaun Gibson, and A.J. McCarron, if you want to count him, are all like key signings. For
0: them, I want like get your thoughts on that. Right, um is it Taj Gibson? that's not his name, is it? Tayshon. Tayshon. Tayshon Gibson. Who's Taj Gibson? I don't know. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, no, um, I'm,
1: I'm oh, he's a in power forward for the Bulls, Timberwolves. Oh, <laughs> <Taz Gibson. laughs>
0: all, right, all right, all right, yeah, you're right, you're right. No, I'm. Uh, all right, yeah, I think he's. <laughs> I know he played for the Jaguars. I know who he is. He's a he's a he's a good player. Um, he's solid. He'll help that secondary out, you know. Um, but like I said, you know, I think what you said. They signed Bradley Roby and uh, Nicole Roby Coleman. That
1: helps out. Like the biggest name big. is corner.
0: Yeah, that was okay. good. And those are good signings. Uh, I think Bradley Roby's been hurt a lot though, right? That's the thing with him. Yeah, he that's, gets hurt a lot. That's the thing is yeah. he get he's good, but he gets hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't really count on that. So I think it's a good sign. But if he can prove it this year. By all means, that was a great sign. But if mm-hmm. not, it's nothing too crazy. I think Nicole Roby Coleman, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's special. Yeah. I think he's good. And I think he definitely helps him out. It's he's an, a definitely beast. an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And uh, Sean Gibson is definitely an upgrade. Uh, yeah. The pair up with Justin Reed back there. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's he, consistent. He's, he's, good. he's a little bit different than Ty right? So you'll get a little bit different stuff from him.
0: He's. Yeah, just more sound. He's
1: more sound. He's more of a linebacker than anything. Yeah. Like uh, Tyron
0: uh, Ty- yeah. Matthews, a, a big play, go go after type yeah, of guy. Yeah, free
1: safety. Like. We'll, we'll call it free safety. He, uh, he's a strong safety, so yeah. Sean Gibson. He's going to go, and he's going to smash your face in, mm. in the run game. And we'll see. Uh, I like these times when I really do. Yeah. It, it's really boosts their defense a lot. Mm. Now they can kind of focus on the offense end and mm. the draft and stuff. Yeah, sure. see how it sure. goes. I, sure. So we'll go to similar situation, Frank Clark okay. being tagged. Mm-hmm. Uh it's very similar because Seattle. Yeah. Like there uh, there's been rumors about him being traded mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh I think it's more likely now since they did uh re- did uh, re- uh extend Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely now
0: he's a good pass
1: rusher. Yeah. He's he's good.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he, you know, that's the thing with them is I think they're kind of wanting to like, can we see one more year from you? Yeah. Because uh, he kind of, he balled out last year of his contract mm-hmm. and that kind of, for the Seahawks, I understand why they, they tag him. It's like, we need to see one more good year mm-hmm. from you. Can we see consistency? Yeah. Can we see you not get injured? Can we see those types of things? Um, so I understand from a business point, and if, I, if I'm if i Frank Clark, I understand why. Like, if I, I don't want to play. Like, dude, I just played the best of my career. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not going to get as big a contract as I would usually, and the Seahawks honestly should play to that factor, because if he has a, like, say he plays this year mm-hmm. and has another double-digit sack year and is as disruptive as he was last year, yeah, they're going to be paying him way more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it just depends on what Frank Clark wants to do. Does he want his money now, or does he think he can not, you know, be safe, not get injured, and still play the same exact way he, you know, he did last year, if better, if not better? Mm-hmm. Um because I can, I compare him to D Ford. I think they're kind of both the same player. Smaller, um, more speed. Long, a little long, long uh, pretty lengthy for real. Yeah. S- definitely speed, um, but you kind of like they kind of get washed up against big tackles. Yeah, like you know, if you got a big tackle, if you got guys that can really um, stand there and just kind of like cover them and just kind of really take them away, mm-hmm. uh, like and they're still effective. It's not like I'm not saying they're trash. Like against. They're only good against one type of tackle, but you can just tell like against certain tackles, they're they're not as good against slower, um, not as athletic tackles. Yeah. They kind of have troubles because they can't speed around them. They can't really um, or they against slower. My bad. Against slower athletic ta- or against slower non-athletic tackles, they speed around them. Against yeah. guys that are bigger and stronger um, and more athletic. They have struggles with it, mm-hmm. and so um, you kind of. I want to see. Is there between
1: very good and elite?
0: Yeah, and is, I want to see the. I want to see if he can he be elite Yeah. or is he very good? Because I think D Ford, the set like I just said, his comparison. It's very good. Good, it's not, not elite. It's
1: not. It's not worth the money that they gave him. We'll, no, take, we'll get on that later. That, but yeah, and
0: that's why I don't blame the Chiefs for getting yeah. rid of him. Honestly. Yeah,
1: uh, over under fifty percent. You know, it's kind of a weak number, but over under fifty percent, he gets traded. Who? Frank
0: Clark. Over under. At fifty percent I'd say over. You say over. Yeah. You say over. Yeah. I'd- like if like if he really pushes the issue like I'm not gonna play, I think they'll trade him. Yeah. Uh
1: all right, so we'll go to the Bears. Uh sign some sign some uh free agents here. Uh let me pull up here. Because I- don't
0: don't forget they have Rasheem Green, which was one of my favorite guys last year coming out of the draft. Yeah. And although he didn't get a lot of playing time, he was he a rotational put- guy. When he, he, put- he got in, played great. Mm-hmm. So I think any of that, I think they have some potential death uh on that defensive line for the Seahawks. And if they feel like Frank Clark and it's just not gonna get done, or if they don't want the deal that they want, I think they I think they could potentially trade him for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, so we'll go uh all right, so Bears, they signed uh Ha ha Clinton Dix to a one year deal. Mm-hmm. They signed uh Cordell Patterson Buster Scrying to a three year deal, and they also signed Mike Davis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, come on, get your all
0: right. What's up, guys? Sorry, we got interrupted. Uh, we'll go back. We were with the Bears, why I was kind of going over the transactions. Buster Scrines, yeah. Um, haha, Clinton Dix. Uh, is anybody
1: Mike Davis? Mike Davis, yeah. Uh, and Quiddell Patterson, yeah. So, I as a Bears fan, I really like these. The, and then we can add in the Jordan Howard trade as well, Mhm. yeah, uh, for sure. I didn't. I I like the Jordan Howard trade. I don't like what we traded for him.
0: Okay. I didn't
1: like the sixth second turn to a fifth uh, compensation pick. I just I I thought it was really stupid. Uh, yes, he's a one trick pony when it comes to the backfield. He's just a power back, mm-hmm. but he's a very good power back. Uh, he's very good at what he does. Uh, he's a third or fourth round pick talent, and when you get a sixth round, that can turn to a fifth round. It's kind of like a light lesser trade. It's kind of like. You want the, you want hit you're just trying to push him out the door. Just yeah. like, get out of here. We don't
0: really want you at the moment. And I understand, look, and yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I, I understand. I think, was the value for Jordan Howard really that high in, to begin with? Maybe after his rookie year, you could have said, like, okay, maybe you give us a third round. That's a good, that's a good trade. Or that, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> crunching that water bottle. Yeah, my bad. But, uh, yeah. but for real, it's like, Right now, I mean, we've talked about it before. Jordan Howard, his yards per carry have decreased every year. Yeah. Uh, and like he, Tremendously, too. And to me, he's a guy that needs volume. He mm-hmm. needs 25, 30 carries to really be effective. Because, like, when he was at Indiana, well, when did he start shining? Late in the fourth quarter, everybody got tired. He was still good. He was still trucking. Yeah. He was still beating the crap out of people just running through him. That's kind of what he did his rookie year. Mm-hmm. The Bears – just really ran the crap out of him, I mean Mitch trubisky was not anything special as rookie year, in part to that entire coaching staff yeah. and um and what did they do? they ran the ball, heck out of the ball mm-hmm. and they just gave it to Jordan Howard all the time, yeah and so i think I think when you do that and you go into an offense like Matt Nagy, mm-hmm. to where um to where it's really more we need a lot of different backs. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of comes in that same, that Andy Reid tree. Um, Doug, like, that Andy Reid tree, the Doug Peterson, Frank Wright came from that entire tree. Like, multiple backs that have, in a way that sometimes only have one asset or that can have multiple. Like, three Cohen, explosive. I mean, he can do multiple things. And if you need him to, he can run up the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Davis is a guy that, it's a good sign. And he, he's back, not he's, as, he's, I wouldn't he's, say he's as good as Jordan Howard, but, but he's still good. He
1: has more, he, he catches a lot of passes. Mm-hmm. He's very powerful, but yep. he also is very elusive as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I think.
1: He brings probably a little bit more to the table, but he may not be as effective yeah. in one certain area as Jordan Howard is. Yeah.
0: And I, honestly, I think Jordan Howard fits better in that Eagles offense, anyways. Yeah. I think the Bears, although they're kind of all. A lot of those guys are kind of all under that Andy Reid tree in, a, in some way or shape yeah, yeah. or form. Um, You know, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson both. Came from Matt, or came from Andy Reid. Yeah, they both run different offensive uh, offenses. Doug Peterson is a very, we're, we're pulling guards, we're pulling offensive linemen, we're running it straight down your throat, right down yeah. the middle. Yeah. And when they do that, they're successful. And like we alluded to last year, they didn't do that well last year. Mm-hmm. When they started doing it, they made the playoffs. They they beat the Bears. They started doing stuff. They played really well. So I think you get a guy like Jordan Howard who can, like like we just said, he's a good North and South runner. He's a good like you said he's a great power back, mm-hmm. you put him in there, pulling guards, you get him a couple open holes, he can explode for you know give him twenty carries a game mm-hmm. he can have a he could have a really good season for the Eagles. I yeah. just think with the bears, it just it wasn't working out, yeah, and I just think at the, at a certain point it's just like you know I know he, like you said it it kind of feels like you're pushing him out the door, but at a certain point yeah. I think when teams realize, like, you don't really want him, they're not going to give you what you want anyways. So, like, if you would have said, like, all right, we really want Jordan Howard, and, like, if somebody trades for him, that's cool. But, like, we really want him on this team, you would have got more. But Mm -hmm. we got a lot since last year they wanted to trade him.
1: Yeah. I think the honestly, the biggest signing here, Ha-Ha is a huge sign. He's very very aggressive uh, safety that kind of fits right into what – Chip McConnell likes to do. He's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fits in with that pass rush, too, because people like th- people are going to throw it quick, and he's very aggressive. He'll go and get that ball. Yeah. He's very good. But my my biggest, as a Bears fan, the thing I'm happiest about is Cordero Patterson. He's the best kick returner in, I think, league history. Like, his, his yards per Yeah, t- kick returner. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And Bears were dead last in kick returns. Yeah. And that is a huge signing. And plus, and not even adding to the stuff that he adds to the uh, offensive end, either. Like, being able to be a running back, being able to be a wide receiver.
0: Within that, Matt yeah. Nagy's offense, that's that's huge the valuable. He's a huge, yeah.
1: yeah. And he didn't drop that many passes last year for New England. Yeah. That was kind of his issue, too. Like, he struggled with hands a little bit, struggled with getting releases, getting open all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With Nagy, you don't really need that. You just need... Yeah, he'll get you open himself. Yeah. And that's going to be a huge help for Cordell. And yeah. plus his return ability. Have him and Tariq back there. It's going to be fun watching just them on kickoffs. Yeah, it's going to be
0: a lot of fun. It'd be fun, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I you know I love the Ha Clinton dick signing. Yeah, Adrian Amos I think is a very sound, very solid player. But like you say,
1: he's not a playmaker.
0: Yeah, and I think that's kind of where you get because when Eddie Jackson went out last year, that secondary it lost its playmaker. Kyle, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kyle Fuller. Yeah, Kyle, not Kendall. Kendall's his brother. Yeah, Kyle Fuller is um, one of the best. Um, one of the better uh, cornerbacks in the league, and he's yeah. proven it. Like you know, he started off like everybody's like, hey, "Is he that good?" And like I don't know, but over the past couple of seasons, I think he's really proven that he's one of the best corners in the league. Mm-hmm. But his playmaking ability is not insanely high at times. Like so he drops interceptions. And I know he made some great interceptions last year. He really picked it up last year. Mm-hmm. But it helps to have a guy over the middle. And when Eddie Jackson went out, it just You could just kind of feel the Bears defense. As much as Khalil Mack was there, like, when guys went over the top, you just kind of had that sense of, like, all right, Eddie Jackson can make a play. He's willing to make a play. He's willing to put his body on the line to just get destroyed if he has to in order to tip a ball. Like, that's what he brings to the table, and I think how Clint Dix can bring that too. Big, lanky, athletic. We've seen him make plays. I mean, he's been a huge part of the the Green Bay Packers. Even having a solid defense when they did, mm-hmm. or just being capable at times. Yeah. Um. And I thought he played well when he went to the Redskins last year. Yeah. And really added to that defense that was yeah. already good. He so, does have
1: his issues a little bit. Like mm-hmm. him and Amos are very different players. Amos yeah. is more. Yeah. Like you said, sound. He's gonna make the tackle. He's gonna be the for sure tackle. With uh, haha, you're not gonna get that for sure tackle. But you you may get a couple more interceptions. You may get a couple more Big turnovers. Play, yeah. yeah. So, kind sure. of evens out a little bit, I think, for the Bears. They say it's people. Uh, it's funny because a lot of reporters say it's a downgrade. I think it's about even. I think it's about, I think it's about even. Yeah, yeah, it's about an even signing yeah. for them. I know, like Pro Football yeah. Focus
0: probably no, no, they don't actually. I think they they rate How Clinton Dix really high. Yeah. Actually, so like Pro Football Focus would say this is a great signing. Yeah. Especially but like one year, three million. Yeah, except like the general consensus Dude. is usually like well, Adrian Amos was like he's good, you know, but. You he has his issues. Yeah. We've seen in
1: the Eagles game where yeah. they just lobbed, like, literally you saw Nick Foles play like Madden, just accidentally push a button and just lobbing over the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah. And it was making him catches, and there's no, like, playmaker in that middle, like you said. Yeah. And he kind of struggles when he doesn't have that second second guy with him. Mm. So we'll see how Amos kind of does that in Green Bay. We'll get, a, we'll get a little bit more in it when we mm-hmm. talk about Green Bay, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a good sign for the Bears. Yeah. All right, so we'll go to Denver, this Denver trade. We'll talk about right. the Flacco, and we'll talk about the Keenum as well. Right. well. We'll go Flacco here first. So Flacco was traded for a fourth-round pick to uh, – He's he's traded from Baltimore, Baltimore. for a fourth-round pick to Denver. Yeah. And I just want to get your thoughts on that.
0: Uh I think it's all right. I yeah. think Flacco's good. Um, I don't think he's elite. I don't think he's anything special. Um, I know I know people want to, like, say he's this and he's that and he's, like, really good. But when he won a Super Bowl, it wasn't because of him. Like, yes, he played great in that playoffs. I'm not going to say he didn't. But we all know why they won. It was Ray Lewis in that defense. Um, and what has he done since he's got the contract? Absolutely nothing. I thought Lamar Jackson played better last year when they actually allowed him to. I think Joe Flacco although he didn't really lose his job it was kind of, you know, it was kind of written on the wall. He just they didn't really want him there anymore. Mm-hmm. I I think he brings a little bit of a of a more of a big play edge to the Broncos than Case Keenan was. But at the same time I think Joe Flacco checks down a lot. I don't think he's um I think he has the capability to make more big plays. He has yeah. a bigger arm. He can put it where he wants to when he when when he wants to. Um that's that's a big if though. But a lot of the times he's chugging it down. A lot of the times he's not making big plays. He's making the safe plays, making the, the conservative effort. And Case Keenum, you know, as much as you want to say, like the dude's willing to throw the ball deep down the field. The yeah. dude's willing to take a shot and like just launch it. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't really work out last year. Just kinda just yeah. they were average. They were all right. They were good. I mean that's really all, you know, and that he brought he got brought back down to level mm-hmm. to reality. And I think um uh, I, I mean, I guess it's an upgrade. I'll say it's an upgrade. I just don't know how much of an upgrade. Honestly. Plaka. Yeah, and yeah. I get it. He didn't play good last year, um, and they're just – and jo, and John Elway is really running out of options at this point. He's mm-hmm. really trying to just, like, we need – because that defense is not getting any younger. It's,
1: it, it's, but it's his fault, though, because he has his type. Yes, he, like, he doesn't want to admit that he has his type. He yeah. has his type. You don't trade for a 6'5" average quarterback if you don't have a type
0: yeah. you're wow. just signing
1: one yeah
0: and uh, it's which is that which was weird because you could have drafted Josh Allen last yeah. year and had a QB for the future like yeah. the dude yeah. yeah he's a project yeah uh, and honestly but he you could have first? signed Cape Keenan, Cape. Cape Keenum Case Keenum but he could have set under Case he could have set under and learned from him because Case Keenum's a smart football player he's been in the league a long time yeah and uh, the dude's accurate the dude can make throws I think he, just he checks it down a little bit too much. Yeah, and I and I definitely think uh, Josh Allen could have learned from him. So I, I you know, I, I understand why they got Bradley Chubb. Von Miller's not getting any younger, and honestly, they're probably not going to sign him back when his contract runs out, um, unless he just unless they just really want to keep him, or unless he takes like a less deal. Mm-hmm. But they should have drafted a QB last year, so it is kind of weird. Like you had an opportunity to get that exact same guy, yeah. more athletic. Uh, a lot younger, you could have molded him into the QB you wanted him to, and instead you chose, no, we're going to get Case, and then we're just going to go back to that same type of quarterback. Yeah. And Joe Flacco.
1: And he showed flashes of being an elite quarterback at mm-hmm. times and stuff. Yeah, like a lot of the rookies did last year. Uh, and I yeah, I think he would, have been, he would have been an upgrade over Joe Flacco at the moment right now, like mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Uh but yeah, it's an upgrade on Case Keenum at the moment because he does fit whatever John LA loves, which is a tall, big quarterback with a big arm. Mm-hmm. Uh so it does it does fit them a little bit better in a sense than Ke- than Keenum did. Mm-hmm. Uh but Keenum going to Washington, they they kind of had to make this move a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, because Alex Smith is he's uh he's an, he, he might yeah. be done. He might be done. They traded a 2026 20, and 5, 7th, which
0: is amazing.
1: Nothing. For a person who's going to start for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they most likely going to probably draft Daniel Jones, possibly Drew Locke, possibly some other person. Unless that, they can maybe trade here. up or something. Yeah. That's a possibility too. And... Yeah, so they Washington's going to be in a rebuilding phase, even though their defense is very good. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in a rebuilding phase here. Yeah. Uh so we'll see how they kind of handle all that stuff, but uh, yeah, I thought I like I like this move for Washington. You know, like he he had he got a big contract for a person of his caliber. It's still you need when you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback.
0: And he he'll be alright. Yeah. He'll be fine. They've got a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Gruden's a good coach. I think he's a good. He's a very uh, nothing special, but he's a good coach, and I think he can make Hayes Keenum better. Mm-hmm. I think he can uh with Darius Geis coming back, AP coming back. Um I definitely think that the Redskins can play pretty effective this year. They're not going to no playoffs or anything like that. No ambitions like that, but I definitely think they can kind of push the envelope to maybe to maybe slide into like that sixth spot maybe. Um but though I think they'll be like a 7 and 9 team with Case Keenum. And I think like you said if they get a Daniel Jones or Drew Lock trade up to get a Dwayne Haskins if I I mean, my favorite guy in the draft, um, favorite QB in the draft. Mm. Or, like, hey, you know, we've heard rumors that Kyler Murray could slip. If he slips, take a chance. Yeah. Why not? Um, So, I mean, the, you know, they've definitely got options there, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they and, really do. And I think Case Kingdom is just a security blanket. And, like, like I said, the Broncos could have done that last year with Josh Allen. You have a type, learn from a guy that's accurate. Learn from a guy that can do a lot of different yeah. things. That's been in the league a long time. And then have him start this year, Mm -hmm. well, the Redskins could do that same thing with Case Keenum. Yeah. And you've got Alex Smith still in the building. Yeah, I know. So, uh, I think definitely they need to draft the QB this year and allow him to just learn Mm -hmm. and sit unless, unless you get a guy that's just going to like blow you out of your, blow out of the water and just start immediately. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh,
0: but yeah, I think uh I think we'll end it there. Yeah. Um this is gonna be part one of our like NFL yeah. free agency off season overview.
1: Um yeah.
0: you know, like we said earlier, we kind of we just had we honestly we just had a lot of school work we've had to get done. We've had a lot of things we've had to do with school and just yeah. and kind of just having to we really haven't had a lot of time to really sit down and do the podcast. Yeah. Our schedules have been kind of different. And so uh So now we're um we'll get back into it. So we're gonna <laughs> go either Mm -hmm. thursday or friday Um, we'll go back into it probably friday we'll have a little bit more time that day Uh, and we'll just give a little bit longer maybe an hour and a half podcast or so
1: yeah
0: and just kind of really run down uh, as much stuff as we can throughout the offseason kind of give our thoughts kind of like we just did today pretty much the exact same
1: and basically a preview would be the antonio brown trade Vlad bell situation uh Basically the whole B s whole AB situation here. Yeah, uh, another. Yeah, yeah. We'll
0: Pack- we'll dive deep into that. Yeah, yeah the
1: Packers stuff as mm-hmm. well, wherever they what, what they did.
0: Yeah, because I right. I want to talk a lot about the Packers. Yeah, I want to talk a lot about the AB stuff. And the Colts as well. Colts are gonna be interesting. And
1: then we we also got Tyron Matthew to the Chiefs. We'll, we'll talk so, about that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we have a
0: lot to talk about this mm-hmm. coming Friday. Um, like I said, it will probably be an hour and a half podcast. We're yeah. gonna have time to do it. So uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, coming back and um, showing support. Sorry we've been gone for so long, but we're back. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you Friday. Till then, y'all. Peace. See you.